You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Kenny Ortiz. This is Theology for the Rest of Us coming at you from the great metropolis of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Glad to have you. This is episode 256, and in this episode, I'm going to be tackling the topic of naturalism. And the reason I'm going to be uh, doing this topic in this episode is because I've been having some conversations uh, with, with a handful of people that have listened through the last several episodes of the podcast. Uh, For those of you who have been traveling with me who are regular listeners, you know that I've been in this series on uh, origins of the universe, origins of the earth, creation, evolution, things of that nature. Um, And as I've been uh, having conversations with just a handful of friends of mine and people that I correspond with regularly that are regular listeners, there's a few people out there that I correspond with pretty regularly by email uh, about podcast episodes and I get good feedback, Um, one of the things that was mentioned multiple times was that there are certain terms or certain uh, certain, uh, words or or nomenclature that I've used that maybe I haven't well-defined. And in some cases, I've defined them really well. In other cases, I've sort of assumed that people knew uh, certain terms. And and then just through the conversations with, with people, realized that maybe there's a few concepts that probably need to be unpacked uh, to some extent, and the one that came up multiple times was the idea of naturalism. Now, I think when I say the word naturalism, a lot of people can sort of guesstimate what what it alludes to or, or some sort of meaning, and most people are going to guesstimate something that is that's close to accurate. But I, I thought that it would be important to sort of unpack the idea of naturalism as a philosophy, as an ideology, um, because it really does inform and impact Uh, and speak into the conversations regarding the origins of the earth, origins of the universe, and the origins of humanity. Naturalism is a philosophy that is uh, quite prevalent uh, amongst uh, many different scientific scholars, uh, many people within the scientific community who take a secular perspective or a non-religious perspective. In essence, naturalism is the idea or the philosophy that um, the only thing that there is are things within the natural or physical world, that, that there are only forces in the universe that are natural and physical, that there is no supernatural realm or forces that are impacting the universe and the natural world in which we live in. And, and of course, that then leads to the idea or the expectation that Everything that happens in our universe and everything that we observe within the natural realm um, ought to then have a natural explanation. Everything in the physical world should be able to be explained uh, in some natural or scientific manner, that the physical world is only impacted by factors or forces that are physical themselves. Uh, obviously, naturalism uh, is, for the most part, going to reject spiritual forces or factors impacting the natural world in which we live. Uh, they will, for the most part, reject supernaturalism. Uh, obviously, those of us who are Christians, uh, those of us who who know that 
that there is a God and that he came to planet Earth, incarnated in the man Jesus. Um, those of us who know that there is a supernatural realm beyond this natural realm, obviously we reject the idea of naturalism. Now, we don't reject that there can be natural explanations for lots of things in the natural world. Of course not, right? If I eat a bunch of Snickers bars, it's going to give me a stomach ache, okay? And I'm, that's a natural explanation. Why do you have a stomach ache? Well, because you ate a bunch of Snickers bars, right? There's there's a natural explanation to that. Um, and so we, we don't reject the idea that there's natural explanations. And I would even go as far to say this. I don't reject and I don't think Christians either should not reject the fact that there could be some natural explanations for supernatural events. What I mean by that is there may be things that are indeed supernatural, some event or something happening um, within our natural world being impacted by some spiritual force or some supernatural factor outside of the, the natural realm. However, it impacts us in a way that has natural implications to it. Let me give you a simple example. Um, this may not be the best example, but it's, it's the one I could think of. Um, in the Gospels, there, there is a, there's a narrative where Jesus interacts um, with a woman who has a crooked back or has a back that is, uh, you know, uh, that has, she has an illness that causes her to be, uh, to her back not to be straight. Um, and, and I've alluded to this in previous episodes before. In this particular situation, if this woman had gone to a doctor with modern medicine, they would have been to they would have been able to naturally explain that she has some sort of disease causing her back to do this, and they would have given her medications or a surgery or something like that. And that's not even necessarily bad or wrong per se. Um, but in this particular case, the natural ailment that she was dealing with was actually impacted or caused by a demonic force, by a, an evil principality from a supernatural realm outside of the natural realm. So that, that's, an, that's an example of, of a, an event or a thing happening in the natural world being caused or influenced in some manner um, by a supernatural force, in this case a demonic force, um, but yet there seemed to be an ability to observe it in the natural world and even come up with some element of natural explanation for it. And I think that may be the case for things going on in our world. They may seem natural. There may even be some elements of, of natural explanation. Maybe even the explanations are, can even be rational and even thorough to some extent. Um, but, but ultimately, there may be a supernatural cause that is unseen. So I do think there are moments in our human history, in the human story, where a supernatural factor caused something to happen, um, but we've been able to sort of rationalize it with some sort of natural explanation. And that maybe even it, it seems to make sense, it even fits to, to a large extent, um, and it allows people to then ignore the supernatural uh, you know, reasonings or, or the potential for a supernatural cause uh, that maybe they may have impacted or governed that particular event. Um, naturalism as a philosophy really kind of began to take shape um, probably seventh century BC. You know, this, is, this is hundreds of years before even Jesus is on the scene. Uh, this was this is a Western concept um, in in the in the world that is now 
known as yeah, you know, uh, Europe and Northern Africa, what would have been considered the Western world of that era. Um, that's when we see sort of the, the so some of the writings and documentation that we have from that era begins to sort of lay the foundation for modern naturalism. And then right around the third century BC, throughout the Roman and Greek world, the, the idea of naturalism really begins to become an emergent ideology. It, it doesn't become really widespread, but it is at least a, a prominent ideology within certain circles of the Roman Greco world. Um, and then you have, of course, the, the rise of Christianity, which dominated the Roman Empire and then the, the Byzantine Empire after that. And, and obviously, as Christians, we reject naturalism. And, and so naturalism maybe never really took hold with, throughout the, the, the Greco-Roman world uh, the way maybe it otherwise would have. And, 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 and as well, you also have the rise of Islam um, throughout you know, the Middle East, uh, throughout what you know the the Ottoman Empire, throughout portions of Africa, um, and and so obviously naturalism is not a part of. I mean, people who are Muslim would, would reject naturalism as well. They they would believe in supernatural uh, things for sure. And so uh, naturalism doesn't take a it doesn't it's not extremely pro prevalent um, throughout the world for for an extended period of time. Even though there are sort of roots of it and pockets of it throughout human history, uh, or at least through modern human history to some extent, um, really the, the, point, the, the point where we get uh, the rise of sort of modern naturalism is right around the 13th and 14th century. Um, and this really begins to, this, this, is, this really is a part of the foundation for the Renaissance period and specifically the scientific revolution of the 14th century. So into the 1300s, you start seeing a significant rise of secular thought uh, that gives rise to to humanism eventually, and 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 this and then this eventually leads to the era which is known as the Age of Enlightenment, into the 16th, 17th, and 18th centuries, where where naturalism really becomes come to the forefront. And by the time you get to the end of the 18th century, you know the the end of the 1700s, um, naturalism has become a dominant worldview throughout parts of Europe, um, throughout much of what was the, 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 the British Empire and including the British colonies in the United States. The, the Age of Enlightenment sort of opens the door, gives birth to naturalism becoming a, a, a very prevalent ideology. And, and today in the U.S. and North America and most of the Western world, uh, naturalism is sort of the default ideology that a lot of people take particularly when explaining things um, related to science or mathematics or technology even, um, the, the idea that you must be naturalistic. You can't use a spiritual thing to explain something. You absolutely have to have some physical or natural explanation for everything if you're going to be taken seriously or have any credibility whatsoever. Naturalism has become prevalent and I think people don't even realize how naturalistic they actually are because we live in a society where it really has become the default. Now, I don't believe that humans are naturally naturalistic. Um, I think we, we live in a society where we cultivate um, a, a, an environment where it is easy to embrace naturalism accidentally. You don't even realize you're doing it. 
Um, when, you, when you're watching a documentary and you hear the famous you know, astrophysicist Carl Sagan say, the cosmos is all that there uh, ever has been and as all that there ever will be. I think I didn't quote him perfectly there. But, you know, when, when we hear uh, things like that or when you're attending uh, maybe a public school and you're in elementary school and the teacher says something about science that that has in the assumption of naturalism, um, it's really easy to sort of embrace naturalism accidentally. But I don't think humans are naturally naturalistic. In fact, the scripture tells us otherwise. Um, Romans chapter 1, the Apostle Paul alludes to the fact that people know that there's a creator, but they choose to deny the truth. They ignore it, and they choose to worship the created things rather than the creator. The Old Testament also alludes to this in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, when it says that eternity is in the hearts of men. We know that there is an eternal God, that there's an eternal world. We know that there's an eternal coming beyond this world. We know that there is a spiritual realm outside and beyond the natural realm in which we live and, and breathe. We, we all sort of innately know it. However, there are things that happen to us throughout the course of our lives, whether it be uh, moments in our lives where it causes us to question God or evidences that we misinterpret or, or things that are said to us or just the environment we're raised in, whatever it may be, we experience things that cause us to both accidentally and intentionally embrace the ideology of naturalism. Now, if you demand that everything that happens to have a natural explanation, or if you even, if you come at science and just life with the idea that everything absolutely must have a natural explanation, well, you, you're going to find one. You're going to find a natural explanation for everything no matter how rational or irrational that may lead you to be in some regards. And I think that's what happens. You know, we, we, when we get to the 1800s, um, naturalism has become so prevalent, people are looking for a natural explanation for the origins of humans, origins for the earth, origins for the universe, and they cannot accept these supernatural explanations and therefore, that causes people to embrace the Darwinian naturalistic view of, of macroevolution, which I've talked about in previous episodes. The idea that uh, you know there was nothing, and then it exploded, and the universe as we know it became what we now know it to be, and it has evolved over the course of billions and billions of years, um, just by just over the course of time by absolute chance. Um, that's that is in essence the explanation. That's the naturalistic way. Uh, obviously, the alternative to that is to believe in an intelligent creator or designer, uh, someone that transcends this universe and actually created with a specific purpose and design all that is in the natural world. Now, there are lots of holes in both philosophy and science, or lots of things that we don't know that we cannot explain no matter how hard we try, no matter how much evidence we have, there are there are gaping holes from the world of science and the world of philosophy. Now, there are great things from the from both of those worlds. Both the philosophical world and the community of science have given us incredible bits of information and chunks of understanding about the world in which we live that, that have been extremely helpful to humanity. However, there are things that we cannot yet explain. And, and therefore, I, I think... I think to rely upon solely science and solely philosophy to give you all the answers, I think is, I think is not helpful. 
because it eventually is going to lead you to a point where there's not an answer. And then if you demand to have an answer, you're going to just find, you're going to pick an answer that is absolutely irrational and and not true. Eventually, it leads you to inaccurate assessments or conclusions. And honestly, that's what I observe from lots of people that uh, refuse to embrace faith for whatever reason. And sometimes they may have reasons that um, are, are seemingly valid, but, but you meet people that are otherwise extremely rational and, and, and very intelligent, um, people who typically would be really good critical thinkers and good at coming to quality conclusions and assessments that, that really are trustworthy. Some of those exact same people come to conclusions about origins of humanity and the origins of earth and the origins of the universe that in my opinion are simply irrational borderline ludicrous in some cases merely because they refuse to embrace the fact there may be a supernatural explanation in fact when you come to anything in in life you should you should say to yourself what's the most likely scenario here just just leave everything on the table but if you assume well, this particular set of circumstances could never have happened, no matter what the evidence says, you're eliminating that. Well, you're eliminating the possibilities, and now you may be forcing yourself into a into a, into a corner almost. You're forcing yourself into a box. You may be forcing yourself to, to embrace an opinion or a conclusion which actually is inconsistent with the evidence that is before you. And friends, we don't want to do that. We, we want to be honest about the evidence that is in front of us, We want to be honest about the potential for natural explanations and supernatural explanations. In and of itself, the philosophy of naturalism simply ignores the potential explanations and potential factors or potential causes for a whole host of things within the natural realm. And quite frankly, there's really not a good reason to do that. Like The the reasoning to embrace naturalism is... Just because you don't like faith? Honestly, there's no quality scientific or philosophical reason to eliminate the possibility of a supernatural cause. There are lots of natural explanations for the things in the natural world. However, we certainly should not eliminate the possibility that there are supernatural causes for things in the world in which we live either. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope it was helpful and insightful. If you have a question about anything I said in this episode, you want me to bring some clarity, feel free to shoot me an email. I would love to hear from you. Or if you have a question or a topic that you want me to address in a future episode of the podcast, even if it's completely unrelated to this one, I'd love to hear from you as well. Please shoot me an email. The best address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Or you can catch me on Twitter. I love connecting with people there. My Twitter handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. Hey, make sure you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to the show in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. That'll guarantee that every episode gets delivered directly to your device as soon as they go live. And if you're loving the podcast or it's been a blessing to you in any way whatsoever, please do me a huge favor. Head on over to iTunes or whatever podcast directory you're using. Leave a five-star rating and a great review. Tell the world you love the podcast 
Those reviews are a big, big help to the show because they help us reach more people. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. Thank you.